Welcome to the Docker Demo Design Podcast. My name is Nando, a UX designer from Southern Africa, now working in Japan. Docker Demo means anywhere in Japanese, and that's the idea behind this podcast. Together with my co-host Hinako, we will be talking with different international designers. We'll talk about the challenges in designing for different cultures and hear what it's like working as a multicultural designer. On today's episode, we have an award-winning guest who shares her daily life as a designer who connects with different visual identities on a global scale. As an educator, she facilitates workshops with universities across the world, helping de- designers identify key metrics in visual information to make projects that work. While as a researcher, she has led R&D projects in design against crime, urban innovation, and design AI. She lives in Japan and is a design professor at Udemy in Mexico and a design researcher at Chiba University. Hola, and welcome to Tisa Nima to the Docker Demo Design Podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm so glad to be here. We're super excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you for making time. Mm, no problem. I'm happy. I, I just, I worked with Nando before, so. Oh, nice. Yes. Thank you. I haven't seen you in quite some time. How are you on this lovely Friday? Yeah, how are you? It's Friday. Yeah, well, uh, after the second... I survived and I, wow. I, wow. I say like, um, yeah, it, it was that problem with the, with the health. If you have a health problem, like with these uh, symptoms, yeah, it's very bad. But uh, comparing the pandemic situation with, with, for example, my country or like this in Japan, still it's like very s- smoothly, I can say. Yeah. I feel it like that, like that. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm 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 fine. I can say like I'm, I'm I'm okay now. Yeah, I'm happy that you're feeling okay now. Mm. Yeah. Yes, it took maybe two days, but mm-hmm. finally. Same. No, I'm actually. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy to to hear that you're actually doing well and you're back on your feet. Well, that being said, I'm actually going to jump to Hinako. Uh, yeah. That's I don't know answer. about you, so maybe, um, so I heard you're a researcher and a professor, right? Correct. Yeah. So first of all, I want to know when you came to Japan? Yes, I came to Japan in 2015 mm-hmm. as a doctor student in Chiba University. Oh, nice. I was a professor before coming in graphic design in UDEM in Universidad de Monterrey in Mexico. So I was uh, teaching at that school and then I apply for the PhD because in Mexico we don't have design PhDs so Mm. (laughs) for me if I want to study more I need to go out and Mm. I was looking for places where I can get uh, this this knowledge and I found Japan it was interesting and uh, this program of design science for me was completely different Mm. or about this art part of design and then I just uh, try it and I came 2015 mm-hmm. and it took me three years and a half to finish it. Wow mm-hmm. did you think about any other country not Japan like why did you choose Japan like specifically? Yeah I I was um, I was thinking before I was I, con- I was considering uh, other countries mm-hmm. uh, but design science is not that easy to find it uh, mm-hmm. or design inside the engineering 
department is not mm -hmm. that common. Even in Australia, uh, you can do PhD in design, but it could be more like industrial design or it's different. So yeah, I, I was considering, but when I found, I found that that was very unique yeah. in Japan. I, I choose it. I said like, no, I need, I need to go. Yeah, so you are looking for design engineer. Is that yeah? The thing is that I my process as a designer it was interesting because I started. I am a graphic is my bachelor is in graphic design. Mm -hmm. So when I graduate, I was uh, very into production. So if you know the design methodology, mm -hmm. you start always with research, then you do concept, mm -hmm. then you do production, and then you test. Mm -hmm. Or and, and it is going back again. This is like the, the the process you follow. So when I graduate from bachelor, I started in production part, mm -hmm. and the production part, uh, I was very focused in doing things or how it works, software or this part. And then I went to do my master degree in art direction to create concepts like backwards. I'm going backwards wow. because I I was thinking something is missing. Something is missing. I need to know more. So I went back to this design methodology to understand how to do conceptualization how to create that and then after finish my master degree I did to postgraduate more two years more of postgraduate doing the part of of conceptualization and after that I I was thinking something is missing I need to do research the first part I need to go back wow. to the to the beginning so then I was looking for a place where I can do research for design so my journey in the design field it was like backwards not well, not as the design methodology works yeah that's interesting so what it's like to live in japan as a professor and a researcher did you have any struggle or like challenges or well of course uh, my culture is very different i'm mexican right and before coming here i was living in spain for three years mm -hmm. and of course it's also spain is different even yeah. if we speak the same language is different mm -hmm. but japan it's a uh, very different yeah. <laughs> to Spain yeah. and Mexico. Yeah. So uh, all language was a big barrier for me. Mm. Because also, you need to understand language to understand culture. It's not that easy. Yeah. And th that was the first one. But uh, then you need to learn to read the air. And mm. reading the air takes me took me not so much as I, uh, as I thought. Mm. But still, I'm... I'm reading the air and learning every day of new things. Yeah, yeah every day, every day is like this. Mm. I'm learning. So still. overall, are you happy with life in Japan since you came, or you like it here? Yeah, yes, I I like it. I I was at the beginning, I was so impressed, and I everything was so so charming, and I wanted to try everything. I I took weight like seven kilos because I I was eating like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating a lot of the sweets because they are pretty and beautiful mm, and yeah. I cannot stop eating ramen, everything. Oh my like, God, what's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Everything. Favorite food, yeah. You know, it's I I think it's gonna sound very weird, but but Inari sushi is my favorite. <laughs> oh wow, 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 wow. I've never met anyone who loves Inari sushi so far yet. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I feel so weird. It feels so weird, but I don't know. I just I like it. I feel like a kid. I don't know. I like it. Mm. <laughs> so I'm happy that you like it here so far. 
So do you have any exciting project you did in Japan so far or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I have exciting projects can be, we can see it in different ways, like yeah. with the more impact mm -hmm. or more collaboration or more, for me, more interesting. But I can just touch or say very uh, superficial, like uh, mm -hmm. one is the Puli project with Mexico in Japan. We collaborate for five years mm -hmm. with a Japanese university, with Chiba University and some Mexican universities and watching these like clashes of culture mm -hmm. every year. Uh, it was very interesting and because I was in the middle also, mm -hmm. it was very easy like to be the connector or trying to say to Mexicans, hey, be careful or yeah. say to Japanese in Mexico, don't do this, this is dangerous. Like both both sides like uh, being in the middle it, it was interesting you said you were in the middle of two different cultures but you were actually a, a facilitator right mm. so that meant that you not only had to share information you had to make sure that both sides understood uh each other in terms of that since you've uh, been in japan and up to now what type of things have you learned about uh, helping people to collaborate together as a facilitator? Yeah, what what uh, the first thing that I learned is like uh, we always say that's common sense. That common sense doesn't exist <laughs> when <laughs> we come from very different cultures. So one thing that we we took it for granted in Mexico or that in Japan they took for granted, it doesn't work outside of this country or outside of other countries so never take anything for granted like uh, mm -hmm. just a new culture right yes yes it's it's a new culture and also we need to um i, I it's a very weird uh, a sentence that i use but i say like the work the, the biggest thing that i learned when i came here is like uh my god it doesn't exist here so, mm. like, what I thought that it was okay there, mm. here maybe it's not. Mm. So, uh, everything that that people think that it's okay, even how to behave or what kind of things to say or what kind of things to do that are okay in, in Mexico, here maybe not, and the opposite too. That's so, yeah. being in the middle and watching that, my God, is not everywhere, mm. it for me, it was like a very flexible, it changed my mind a lot. I've seen like, uh, I've at least had a, the opportunity to, per, to join in some of these projects you've worked on, is that for you as a researcher, you take it to a different level because understanding perspectives, uh, different opinions, perspectives, right? Cultural perspective. Mm. For you as a researcher becomes something that uh, becomes a strong point in the direction of the product. Mm. And in saying that, I remember uh, you published a, a paper around that, around uh, crime in design. Yeah. And a lot of that, uh, a well, big section of that research actually looked into those ideas of perception of crime between cultures. Could you also share a bit about that in terms of understanding those cultures through crime? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the biggest point that we found with, while we were doing this, this project, because it was not only me, it was a big group of, of people in, involved in this project. So uh, Police 001, Design Against Crime, it, we found that perception is, was a very interesting point, not mm -hmm. only uh, the real security or issue. 
because um, where if we can measure the security issues in Mexico or in Japan, see mm -hmm. how m many crimes we have, if it, it, it drops or it goes higher. Yeah. But the, the perception of how you feel in that environment is very different. For example, when we took the Japanese students to Mexico and they saw the houses and how the people live, like we use a lot of metal bars to feel more secure. Mm -hmm. They say like, this looks like jails. It's not you, how can people live in jails because in Japan the security is more invisible you don't need to show it even if you don't put something like it's telling you very hard like this is gonna be it's hard to break or if you are more invisible is better but for Mexican is totally the opposite they don't feel protected wow mm. that's very interesting so the interesting thing is like on this process, you were able to take all this information and eventually start putting together a, a product. Yes. Actual, uh, and in that uh, time, it was a, a security system. With that uh, security system, from a, let's say, a, a graphic and visual design point of view, how did you share that information so that the user felt they were comfortable hmm. um, based on their, their context? Their context? Yeah, well, at the end, we work for Mexican market. So Mexican designers and also Japanese designers need to understand the Mexican environment. And we found that perception it was very important, one point. And another point was community. Mexicans feel safer when they know each other like neighbors or family or they feel that they are connected. Think that in Japan is not so common to if something happened to you, maybe you will never talk to your neighbor like asking for help or uh, calling like, can you check my house? I'm not going to be there in Mexico. Mm -hmm. that, in Japan, maybe, you know, never talk to your neighbor. Mm -hmm. That's uh, a normal scenario. But in Mexico, no. So we also need to share that and create a product and a service together uh, that can connect communities and increase the perception of security in like doing or making them feel that they are connected that's how it worked mm -hmm. so community and connection with perception that was the key point do you know what I, I i love about that just knowing you is that there's a, a like a progression to the system leads me up to a project which is also very exciting which is different this time instead of creating something for the mexican context you did now the opposite where you were working on a project around uh, something that's very close to home, which is COVID, you know, mm -hmm. and that was a, a system which was a, a wayfinding system. And of course, I'd like to take the opportunity to say congratulations mm -hmm. as well yeah, for um, uh, winning the the the, the red dot yeah. awards uh, under the category of, of branding. And so, so seeing that project is in Japan and is almost like an inverse. Could you introduce us to how that process went? Well, well, this also is not myself. I, I was part of a team. The head of this project was the professor Igjun, that is a communication design lab. Uh, he's uh, the, the head of this uh, project. So I joined, I jumped into to the project to help them to build uh, the system and how to make it easy for you to use, to install, to try, to test. So also we invited the students because this is very important. I think even in Puli, even, even in, in this one, in every project that we 
try to do with inside the universities. We invite the students to collaborate with us so we can learn together. It's not only about just doing my research, but also students can 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 join. I think that's very important. So yes, it was different because now we need to to understand, but also was a little bit easier, I think, because we have a very, um, the space is delimited mm. and we have a very specific points to touch. So making the people to navigate safely, it was, uh, we have a very, very specific, the, the touch points and the objectives. So it was also a fast, a faster pr project. And I, I don't know if you if if you saw it in in use, but in Chiba University they are using in Sumida they are using it. I don't know if I do not. I I actually the the first thing when I I I saw this uh, on the website and all our listeners, I'll share the link with you to that uh, video um, that explains it really well. Is that the first time I saw this system, which is basically a wayfinding system that not only uses visual information in terms of colors, a specific color system, but also specific, obviously, lettering and positioning. Uh, so the person can understand spatially uh, where they need to go. Is that I, I first when I saw that, I was like, wow, this must be really difficult. And I'm going to ask you that as a question because I had the, a similar experience where I was designing a, a healthcare facility in South Africa, and I also had to do a wayfinding system. And the tricky part was there was that you have to create an inclusive system, a, a place, a system where an 18, 18 year old person can come and get vaccinated in this case, and so can someone who's 70, 60 years old. Can you share with us that, that process of uh, having two personas or two groups who are just very different in how they see yeah. it. I think the most important key point here is that we're in Japan and compared to, in, in my case, Mexico and Japan, they are both uh, high context uh, uh, countries, mm -hmm. high context culture countries. Mm -hmm. So both of them, they have a very um, avoidance to uncertainty. I don't know if I'm pronouncing yes. okay the word. Mm -hmm. So in, yeah. also in Mexico, in Japan, we don't like to the uncertain things like we are not so flexible so in in that system what is important is to show you the whole process in the beginning mm -hmm. so that was a, a very important point like we already know that this high context culture with avoidance to uncertainty is important to show the whole process this is what are you going to do today and even if you are young even if you are old of course we need to use a very I'm talking about visuals easy to read colors, combination, uh, the sizes are important. But I think the, the most important part is the avoidance to uncertainty. Like mm -hmm. this is the, the, the biggest one. Another thing that really excited me when you were talking about basically having a lot of information up front, like seeing the big pictures, really important in high context societies. This project is, just to let all this know, is that it's also, it's a physical project. Right, yeah. it's, it's not something that just sits would sit on a screen, which is different. Key point there is that you had it in two places. Uh, so you mentioned one is a Sumida, com Sumida campus and the other one is a Chiba campus. Uh, so to let everyone know, uh, those are two completely separate areas. And internally, 
they're also very different in terms of how you use that space. What were some of the challenges that uh, came with that, um, creating a system that works in different places? Yeah, of course. In the in Sumira, it's in also different places. It's in the world, in the and the new design research institute, the Chivadai. So that's the new big. Uh, opening from Chiba University, I need to do the, the announcement because it's the <laughs> new campus of, of design and I'm very happy to introduce it. But uh, of course, it is a modular uh, system that can be uh, installed everywhere. Mm. We used uh, very simple uh, materials like cardboards and printed stickers and lines on the floor. So it's like it's modular. Everyone can adapt it to their own needs. Of course, we we try to make it the easiest uh, or the simpler so everyone can understand. Even if you are not a designer, you can install it in a, in a place. So in the, in the first one in Sumida, uh, in the world, in Sumida world, we install it. But in the other one, they they install by themselves. So uh, I think it, because it, it, it is very easy to use and also the materials you can just dispose Mm -hmm. And it's uh, you can it's very easy just like paper you can dispose it and it doesn't take space or anything else so mm -hmm. it it I think that's that's also the key point like how to make it easier for everyone not only for the designers for mm -hmm. everyone and not only for not only for users but also who will install it. Now I'm also going to have to definitely ask you this question because it it ties very nicely with that is that. You spoke very much about the Sumida project being a, a project that needed different role players to work, you know. Of course, bringing in uh, students as, as educators is really important in design. You know, that's the only way we can learn is like is, is by being part of projects and learning um, from others who have uh, the resources and knowledge to do it. In saying that, how does that type of high context approach to design work when you're working with someone, for example, um, I, I know in the, currently uh, you've worked with, uh, uh, had relationships and worked with uh, places like Alto University, uh, of course, uh, uh, Parsons uh, yeah. University, and very much that's that's the world, right? You're South America, North America, Europe. I mean, yeah. how do you adjust Mm. Oh, well, uh, when it's high context culture like mine, it's very to, it's very easy to understand that the nonverbal communication is very important. Even if I don't know the cues of other country, but it's very important. So I need to learn or how to to put more attention on the nonverbal communication. In the case of low context culture like Finland or the American, it's you need to be very straight, right? Because mm -hmm. the nonverbal a communication is not that important as the, the verbal communication. What you are saying is very straight. Mm -hmm. So um, taking that in consideration, but it took me time. It took me a lot of, of reading. <laughs> I was <laughs> of studying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to, I think the only way to to can manage both uh, a lot of countries is, is reading. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's weird. Means, of course, yeah. interacting, but if you know more what, what we are doing, what we are doing, Mm. It's easier to ah oh, now I get it now I get it the the maybe the biggest clash uh, sometimes was uh, with students from Germany and, mm. and China like this this is completely low context high context clashing 
Yeah. Yes. No. I I can only like imagine. I, I know um, the there's a, a chap by the name of Hofstede who did a, a great like an analysis on on different cultures and how yes. that affects our communication. As you said yeah. right in the beginning, because the way we understand that culture is very much tied to the way we communicate. Mm-hmm. And maybe as a as a closing question, I'd also really love to hear what you're really excited about going forward in the industry of uh, design. Is there a specific topic or area you've been like, ah, oh, this is going to be really interesting in the next like five to 20 years? Well, now uh, uh, I am starting, well, not starting, maybe two, is my second year, like really into this kind of machine learning and inter- artificial mm-hmm. intelligence uh, using with design. And for me, it's uh, very interesting. I said, like, what a time to be alive. For mm-hmm. me, of course, this is a very big field and it can be uh, watched in, in, different, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you are an engineer or if you are in the medical side, it will be totally different. But for me as a designer and as a teacher and as a, maybe I like to understand the whole process and introducing these tools of in- artificial intelligence in the design process, not only for production part, that's like I say, like wow! I it, I I'm so happy, yeah. you know. I I know that sometimes for some designers, or for new designers, or people that it's outside of design can think like, oh, artificial intelligence will do everything. You will lose your job. Mm. I I think it's not true. Like, will designers we need to learn another skills? Mm. That's yeah. uh, but we are not listening to I totally agree that artificial intelligence is such a like interesting industry. So yeah, I'm yeah, I'm very excited. Yes. And also to link for me, like to if if I can be the link between students or designers and that field, it's very interesting. Or to new customers or new projects, like commercial projects, because sometimes mm-hmm. the artificial intelligence is not in the or it takes a lot of budget and time to get down to the the commercial part. Yeah. But if we can bridge it or make it better for everyone, it's gonna be good what a time to be alive i think no 100 percent. i am i'm a super big fan of elon musk so i just <laughs> the world gets on getting better every day i'm sure the listeners out there would like to if they want to find out more about some of the projects you you're working on uh, as we said earlier there's a definite the covid wayfinding system and also your publications around designing against uh, crime uh, where can they find you on uh, social media Oh, I really, if you want to read uh, my publications or see my last projects, I you can join uh, or visit my website. It's hisanimi.com. Mm-hmm. And you can watch my projects and even see my contacts. And if you really want to ask me something or just give me a comment, you can. I can receive it, no problem. Lovely. Hisa, thank you so much thank for so uh, much. joining us. Today. Thank you. I learned so much from you, and um, I'm excited to talk with you again soon. Yes, of course. Whenever you want, you know, I yeah. very hard to stop me. Soon. <laughs>